everybody. Welcome back to Lords of Order, a DC Doctor Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. You can send contact to bigtimenoise.com slash Fate. That's the website. You can post comments there. Uh, Lords of Order has pages on Google Plus and Facebook. And if you want to send an email, you can send it to the Dr. Fate Fan Podcast at gmail.com. At this point, I do want to throw my hand up and howdy to Ben Frank, Professor Allen, and Roderick Castle, all who have interacted uh, to varying degrees with the show on Facebook recently. I appreciate that, gentlemen. And any gentle ladies that may listen also that just have not interacted yet. That's cool. But those are all the ways to do so. If you should decide, uh, iTunes reviews are always looked on favorably as well. Now, our book today is Earth 2, Issue 22. That's the current Earth 2 right now from the uh, DC Comics New 52. All of which is going away, apparently, in the summer. Uh, apparently, the New 52 moniker is going, and Earth 2 is going to get a new a new book, a new number one, uh, perhaps new people. It's kind of hard to tell at this point. We're getting ready to head into a big DC uh, multi-line story event, and uh, word is starting to trickle out what's going to be coming out the other side. Uh, looks like 15 to 20 books that they have now will continue as they are, and another 30 to 40 books will be starting out new or will be brand new books coming out of the other side of this storyline. I believe this one is called uh, Convergence, I believe. Yeah, because Marvel's is called something else. I forget what it's called. But So things uh, looks like they're running down for large portions of the uh, new 52 universe, perhaps. All right, this offering is given to us by Tom Taylor as the writer, Nicholas Scott as the pencilist, uh, my my new favorite pencilist, I believe, at this point is Nicholas Scott. I was just thinking as I was reading this book, I'm not sure why the fanfare isn't as big as it was for, say, Jim Lee uh, back in the early early 90s when Jim Lee really got big on X-Men. Uh, I find Nicholas' art just as uh, pleasing to my eye as anything Jim Lee has done. But that's just me. Inks by Trevor Scott who I believe is Nicholas Scott's husband, but I'm not sure. Colors by Pete Patazis and letters by Desi Senti. Now we open with a quick rehash of what has happened to the Earth 2's Green Lantern. Uh, He got the snot beat out of him by what they're calling as a man of steel. He He was killed, basically. But his power resurrected him. His power was given to him seemingly by the earth. Uh, It is the power of the green, I guess you could say, as uh, those of you may be familiar with in the New 52. That is the plant life, the dominant life form actually on the planet. Perhaps this Green Lantern in Earth 2 is the protector, is the avatar of the green, much like Swamp Monster is, Swamp Thing is uh, for the regular DC Hard to say. But anyways, the green apparently gave him his power and has resurrected him for a second time. Resurrected him initially when it gave Alan the power of Green Lantern. 
Uh, we cut to the Batcave where we see Dr. Fate for the only time this entire episode. I'm not really digging Earth-52 too much here lately because the whole reason I've been reading it is for Dr. Fate, and he is not just a player on the team, but he has, seems to have be a bit player. Uh, I wonder if that's because they don't know quite what to do with him yet, or... I don't know. Uh, Earth 2 started with his origin story and, and everything, and it was going pretty good. And then his joining of the uh, this Justice League or whatever they're going to call themselves here on Earth 2. But since then, he's kind of been pinched out, and it's not, it's not really cool in my mind. But there you go. Uh, Red Arrow is talking to Jimmy Olsen. We see Dr. Fate sitting contentedly on the bed looking at his helmet, and he just says green. Now, for the past little bit, Dr. Fate has been addled, and he has been mumbling nonsensical phrases. Now, they they are in English, and they are actual words, but putting the phrases together, they don't mean anything, as far as anyone can tell. But Jimmy, uh, and some of the others here, have kind of put things together. Uh, Jimmy says he still doesn't know what the green means. He doesn't understand that. And of course, being that the story opened talking about Green Lantern, I suppose we're being directed to assume that the green refers to Green Lantern. Which, uh, some more, uh, some of you that, that are listening may know, you may be uh, farther along in Earth 2. I think it's up in the mid-30s by now. I'm woefully behind, so... Could could be that that is what it means, and we'll find out. I'm I'm sure, but uh, Jimmy also says that of the things that Doctor Fate has said that the the Queen refers to Aquaman, the Angel uh, in the Slaughter refers to Hawk Girl's rescuing of Green Arrow and others during the Arkham Massacre that occurred just a couple issues ago. He says I'm assuming that the alien is referring to Val. He himself is the child, although he resents that because he's 13, which means he's not a child, but everyone else views it that way. Um, Hot Girl is walking by and, and noses into the conversation and says that Batman is the murderer. And Red Arrow asks, well, who is the resurrected hope? Because he's also heard Dr. Fate's ramblings. And Hot Girl says that that is um, uh, Lois Lane, who... All the non-tactile aspects of Lois Lane have been loaded into the Red Tornado android, I guess it is here. So she is inhabiting. She is Red Tornado, but it is, in all uh, spiritual fact, cognitive fact, it's Lois Lane. So she is talking uh, to Val, the other Kryptonian that we have found on the planet who was kept hidden under Arkham uh, until sprung by this group here as part of this resurgence of the Dark Side War, the Apocalypse War, the whatever war you want to call it. And Lois has a you know a little poignant moment. She married and lived with Earth Two Superman for a while. That was her husband. They were. Uh, you know, very, very close. And so there are times where she reminisces about uh, the man behind the mask, as it were, even though we know Superman doesn't wear a mask. He doesn't need to. But she, she's remembering that, and she's uh, telling Val here about uh, how her Superman used to shave and yada, yada, yada. 
So, uh, conveniently, we then cut to her Superman, or so we're led to believe, and I'm pretty certain that this is going to turn out to not be the case also as we read on, but the Apocalyptian Superman, I believe that he goes on to be called or truly become Bizarro, but... Uh, we'll, we'll call him the Bizarro Superman, and, and we'll, we'll do double duty there. Uh, he's about to punch um, a Mr. Miracle through, uh, through the door here, but he is told by Bedlam that he needs uh, to be kept safe, he being Mr. Miracle, so that Mr. Miracle and Mr. Terrific, uh, Terry Sloan, can work together to build a gate large enough to pull apocalypse into proximity with earth which is what they're trying to do it's a they're trying to construct a giant boom tube i believe that's what apocalyptians usually use to to move around it's their instantaneous transport so a superman He's like, okay, well, you know, that that's fine. Uh, Bedlam here tells him about some stuff, shows him some information that they've gleaned from uh, uh, video surveillance of this uprising of supers that has led to this other Kryptonian who uh, Bizarro Superman wants to meet. And we flash pictures of Aquawoman. We flash pictures of Batman, who this Superman remembers and says, well, you know, that's... That's not even remotely possible. He doesn't explain much beyond that. He just goes on about his business, tells Bedlam that he's going to take a squad of uh, parademons to Gotham. Um, Bedlam is like, well, you know, Gotham's just flattened. What, you know, what's the point? And Bizarro Superman says basically, well, if he is going to be anywhere, that man, referring to Batman, will be in Gotham, and he is our greatest enemy. That's what he says. Now, as a refresher, Batman, uh, this Batman now on Earth 2 is not Bruce Wayne, but it, it is Bruce Wayne's dad and, uh, spoilers, I can't remember his name, Thomas, Thomas Wayne, I believe is his name. So this Batman, if Bizarro Superman is Superman, is not the Batman he knew, but only we know that. Uh, all Superman has to go on right now, of course, is the... Uh, outfit, the cape and mask and whatnot. We cut back to Lois, uh, a.k.a. Red Tornado, and Cal, the other Kryptonian, who, those of you who might not be reading this book, is, uh, I don't know what the appropriate term is. I, I grew up saying that he, he was black. Uh, I don't know, African-American maybe, or I don't know, but he, he is of uh, darker skin tone. Which is a, is, a, is a change, you know, all the, uh, up until very recently, superheroes, for whatever reason, always turned out white, which, you know, you would think, well, when powers spontaneously occur or aliens come to the earth or whatever, is it is it really make any sense to think that they would all be Caucasian and it would they would all be male? It, well, you know, okay. Uh, a whole other set of issues I don't really want to get into there, but I, I kind of feel how that's not... You know, you can pretend, but come on, let's pretend, you know, let's work on that a little bit. There's no point. So, uh, subsequently, you know, Dr. Fate is uh, darker skinned. Um, Aqua is a female. It's Aqua Woman, which she doesn't like that name. Lois is in an android body. Uh, Hawk Girl is a female of color, or a, a, a person of color. I, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll do that. That would be the fair term. 
uh, Val, this other Superman, uh, this other, excuse me, Kryptonian, is a person of color. So uh, now Green Lantern, he's he's uh, play, playboy, money, rich, white. Uh, you know, uh, Thomas Wayne, I'm not really sure in this environment what his background is. Again, because I've only read Earth 2 mainly looking for Dr. Fate. I haven't really kept up, much less the rest of the New 52 where uh, Wayne may pop up more. I know there's another one or two books kind of affiliated with Earth 2 with this Earth. So Now, Earth 2, this is not the main Earth that... Uh, Superman and Batman and Harley Quinn that you're hearing about and the Trinity War and all that stuff is going on. That's Earth-1. So, okay, I'm sorry. Red Tornado and Val, she is trying to coax him to try some of his powers because she was just talking to him about how Superman used to shave. She told him he would shave using his heat vision because regular razors wouldn't cut it. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Wouldn't cut Okay. So, but he, she told uh, Val, you know, hey, let, let's hold off on that. We we don't know if you have your heat vision. We don't know how invulnerable you would be. We, you know, so all of this together, let's let's uh, hold off on that. Just you know, get a little scruffy for a while until we get a a better handle on what you can and can't do. But this we can try. So she is going to see if he can fly like Superman uh, and perhaps some other Kryptonians on Earth too that they've been exposed to. Uh, apparently, exposure to our particular sun's radiation uh, activates these abilities that Kryptonians have. So Red Tornado is, is she can fly uh, via manipulation of, of air. Val apparently can fly. He's kind of holding his own, but they're, they're flying outstretched, holding hands, you know, uh, parallel to each other, if you can picture that. And he decides he's going to let go. He's got this. It feels good. It feels right. He lets go. He, he just like a rock, okay, falls into the trees, but then he says he's okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, as he comes floating back up out of the trees as he, you know, is feeling his powers and and starting to get a a hold of them a little bit better. Well, in the midst of this trial flight, uh, Hawk Girl comes up and is just kind of checking in with, with everything that's going on. Red Tornado, Lois fills her in. And then Hawk Girl notices this big uh, squad of parademons approaching from the, the distance and alerts Red Tornado, Lois. And as Lois goes to let uh, Val, uh, Cal know, Val, Val know, uh, the parademons get to them and start shooting at them with whatever the, the energy beams are, the purplish kind of energy beams. So Red Tornado tells. Cal, Val, excuse me, take on it, I'm sorry, Val to run. Hawk Girl and Red Tornado will hold off this massive squad of parademons, which is is going to be a losing fight. You know, they're sacrificing themselves. Uh, this Kryptonian is going to be the greater good because if he can get anywhere near the power levels that the Earth 2 Superman could, well, having him on their side, you know, yada, yada, yada. As they're fighting, Red Tornado sees... Bizarro Superman come hurtling through the pack of parademons. She thinks he's going to fly into her, but he... I don't know if he does some sort of intangibility thing or if he just swerves like just beside her. But the way the panel is drawn, he flies through her. I'm not sure. If he'd have gone through her, he would have completely blown her up. But he didn't. So she realizes... Or not realizes, but she thinks that this is her Superman... 
right? And she's focusing on him. Hawk Girl is trying to hold off the parademons. It's a losing battle. The parademons grab a hold of uh, Red Tornado Lois now. So both of them are, are physically entangled with, with all of these parademons. Superman zips on through, uh, Bizarro Superman that is, and hits um, Val from behind, driving him into the earth. We see the battle between Hawk Girl and Red Tornado. Hawk Girl uh, is. Uh, pretty sorely beaten her her wings start taking a massive beating from these parademons basically this they start eating the wings to keep her from flying well as she falls lois saves her okay so they're together now down on the earth uh on on planet bizarro superman is is about to bash the back of uh, val's skull but hot girl and lois red tornado land and lois red tornado says clark it's me it's Lois, and then Superman turns to her, and you know, big, big eyed says Lois, uh, questioning like, "Oh, you know, the, the big romantic." It's uh, I finally found you again, kind of Lois. Now, some things about Superman that you don't always see the way he's drawn, but but they will play a part later on. He has all these cracks around his eye, like they look like scars. And okay, we'll go ahead now and say that they're scars. It turns out that they're not really. Uh, his eyes, though, anytime I see his eyes, they always look like they're like baby's eyes. They got that bluish cloud kind of over them. Uh, I'm not sure what that's meant to signify. If that, if they're trying to allude to the fact that he's being controlled, or what that means. But they're not the the starkly colored eyes, whatever color they would be. That eyes are normally drawn. They always have that kind of bluish or whitish cloudy haze on them and so ends this issue of earth 2 next time out we have uh following in our chronological review of dr fate more fun comics issue 63 thanks a lot for listening guys leave feedback as you say see fit uh stay tuned for next episode as you see fit as well we will talk to you guys then ciao Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.